0: Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless Podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless Podcast. Lexi and Jordan here today. How are you, Jordan? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Are you guys feeling better?
0: Good. Yes. Yes, we are all better. And, um, yeah, I was just saying the kids spent the night at my parents' house last night. So we, we feel like we're on vacation and Jared and I were laughing (laughs) that like having just a newborn baby with you when you have three kids, when you only have the baby, it's like, man, Jared was saying today we we ran to Walmart and he was like, we're so sleek and agile right now. We only have a baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is a breeze. (laughs) <laughs> no,
0: but so it's true. funny because whenever we had just ransom, we were like, you know, didn't, you do not feel sleek and agile with your first baby. When you only have a baby, it's like, oh, this is very, this is like really crazy. Um, and then once you have more and you only have a baby with you, you're like, man, this, this is not bad.
1: You've leveled up. <laughs> yeah. Level up.
0: That's exactly right. How about you guys? You guys having a good day? Oh,
1: we're, we're good. Yeah. Brian's been hanging, laying low. We open enrollment for school next week. And so we just, we really don't want to get any of the key players involved in that sick. So he's just laying low as an extra precaution, but we're, he's fine though. Good, good. Uh, It has his smell and taste going. He's still pretty sad about it all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully he comes back. Um, I was telling my friend Brittany today, I I don't know if this is why ours came back fast, um, but we have a guy at our church that's a nurse and he recommended gargling with equal parts peroxide and water and we both did that i don't know i don't know if that's what worked maybe it was just god being really kind and generous with us giving our taste and smell back but both of ours was gone less than a week so
1: maybe huh. i have no idea i have I should idea. tell i should have try that mine is mostly back for the most part mm-hmm. we Let's, have a nice break today. yeah we do so what is something you and your family are looking forward to for the springtime
0: um one thing I think we're really excited about is we're taking a family vacation with Jared's um, sisters and mom and their families, and we're going to go to Branson, and we're really looking forward to that. It's, it's going to be in May. Um, so that's like a very – we've never done this before. So uh, his mom rented a cabin, and we're all going to be staying together in Branson
1: like, just hanging out, and all the cousins are going to be there. It's just going to be so much fun. Okay. That's, that's really funny. So I've never been to Branson, but my grandma went when I was eight years old and she brought me a pink t-shirt from there. That was like my favorite softest t-shirt ever. And I had it until after I was married and it was one of those t-shirts that yeah. I had to get, but that's all that I know about Branson. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Cause that's pretty far from you guys. I know. Well, yeah, she's in Pennsylvania.
0: So, Oh, well far from her too. Yeah, it's only about five hours from where we live. So it's, it's not, it's one of those like quick, quick vacation trips. Like, well, I think we're only staying three nights and four days. Um, What's
1: there to go visit?
0: You know, there is some cool things that you could go see. Like there's some uh, plays, like there's a play, a Jesus play that um, Marcia had mentioned she, that we might go to. There is a Silver Dollar City, which is like an amusement park. I don't know if we will do any oh. touristy stuff, though, honestly, because there's eight kids, six and under. So it's, it's probably going to be more like hanging out at our cabin. Um, and there's like a yeah. pool. There's a pool there and a hot tub and like a little park area and it's on a lake. So it, like that's what we will do. We will hang out and be outside and fish. Yeah, and, that'll be more fun. You know. Hang, just hang out with the family mostly. I'm sure we'll do some stuff. Like there's go-karts and that kind of thing too there. Um, have you been to Gatlinburg? No. Okay. I want to go to all
1: these places.
0: Okay. Gatlinburg is like eight hours from here. We went there um, a few years in a row as, whenever I was a kid. And it's kind of similar to that. Like fun touristy little stuff. Like like you could go to a Ripley's Believe It or Not or something like that. Um, and there's also a Titanic Museum that I'm thinking of that's in Branson. But – or you could just, like, hang out and be in a cabin and be outside and go on hikes and stuff.
1: Huh. I really want to go to Nashville.
0: <clears throat> oh, yeah. That's only, like, two and a half hours from us. Maybe three. Two and a half to three. I know. Hours.
1: It's so hard to, like, just knowing touristy travel-wise what is actually doable and enjoyable with COVID now.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> what towns will be like whenever you go. Um, the fight left. Well, that's cool conference last year was at nashville i wonder if they're going to do that again this year because if so you and brian should come to the conference and then we could i
1: know they're doing one in south dakota in a few months Uh, because it's like the week i'm due because she asked if we'd be if we'd consider going and i was like i'm due that week oh dang it (laughs) (laughs) they haven't (laughs) announced
0: where and when grace agenda or well i guess it's always in moscow when it's going to be have they
1: i not that i know of although i think isn't it usually in isn't it like may usually
0: it is it's usually in the spring but remember last year they did it in the fall because oh yeah covid stuff so i'll have
1: to ask brian i'll have to ask him if he's
0: heard jared is wanting to go to that this year so we'll see we'll see what happens but then of course we're always excited for springtime like uh doing the garden jared's gonna make me another garden box this year we're like gonna expand what we're growing a little bit um And just being outside, being outside is such a big portion of our day when the weather permits, like right now is the only time of year that we're not outside that much. And that's because it's like zero degrees and it doesn't, it doesn't last that long here. Um, But it is, it's getting like, man, we haven't been outside that much. Even, even last week and the week before it was still like in the thirties. But right now it's just, it's a little bit too cold. Um, to be out very long and if they do go outside it's like for 20 minutes and then they're like an icicle it's a kind of hard time of year for that I'm just I'm ready for like the normal the kids have been outside for a couple hours you know that's just kind of a normal part of our day usually Um, right now it's not
1: keeps everyone everyone's attitudes a little more in check too (laughs) yeah yeah it was so loud before nap time today because you know kids Children bicker, and then when they're inside more, they bicker more. And it was just like, it's so loud, and I don't, I'm just tired of stopping fights. (laughs) Everyone needs a longer nap.
0: (laughs) My boys have got into Legos this winter for the first time, and that has been a godsend because Mm -hmm. um, Ransom has uh, had Legos in the past, but he's never been into actually putting them together. And this year, he's really gotten into actually like following the little book and putting them together. And that is a very oh, yeah. nice, quiet activity. <laughs> like
1: yeah. I feel like you're
0: using your brain and problem solving and this takes up a lot of time and it's quiet. I
1: love it. I have started making one of my more emotional children lay in our bed and listen to some of daddy's Psalms yeah. in order to get their attitude in check. Yeah. Cause this person's not old enough to read yet, but they are old enough to sit still and yeah. listen <laughs> Yeah. To a song.
0: <laughs> yeah it helps <laughs> speaking of that we were listening to brian's album yesterday in the car and i'm man i was just telling jared i'm just so thankful for it because it it, it has definitely <laughs> filled a void in yeah. our family that we wanted you know yeah. to have songs yeah. to listen to so that's awesome that's- listeners check out brian's new album
1: yep go go do it for sure he's really excited i'm just i'm really proud of him he's it's weird. Cause you know, when I first met him, he was a musician and he was always in music ministry and it was never a ministry I could really be a part of because I'm not musical. And so I, it always just felt weird to me. And when he became a lead pastor, it felt more normal, but he has still had this creative urge. So it's been cool to see God use it in a way that's like, not just a hobby for him, but actually equipping the saints. Yeah. Oh <laughs> but, man. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. All right. So I am mostly looking forward to getting my lots of chickens. I mean, I'm having a baby, which is like a really big deal. So that's my number one. Yeah. And just not being pregnant again will be nice. <laughs> I like to know that your first response was the flock of chickens. Yes.
0: Well, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'm really excited for getting, I thought you were going to say, I'm really excited for getting my baby out of my body, but no, well, I'm getting the flock. Of... I'm
1: excited that I have something to do so close to <laughs> like after having a baby. Oh yeah. Because they're coming months a few weeks after having a baby and i just love that i'll be able to like get outside with her in yeah. the sunshine and it'll be warm and just have something to actually do.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But same thing here, it's cold.
0: Yeah, i liked i honestly liked having a baby right around christmas because my mind was occupied leading up to birth. It was like i had things that i had to do in the same with springtime. It's like there's lots of stuff to be done. So, yeah. Nice. My sister-in-law, she, she had one of her babies in the spring and she was saying that she absolutely loves having a baby in the spring because there's so much like new life in the world and you're like wanting yeah. to go on walks and be outside
1: and it's just a great time for a baby. Cyril was actually my only non-spring baby. So I am thoroughly looking forward to getting back to that because I just love it. I love having summer little babies. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Baby clothes right, are a I'm lot gonna- easier in the spring and summer too. Just side note. What did you say? I said baby clothes. They're a lot easier in the spring and summertime.
1: Yeah, it's true. (laughs) So we're talking about legalism today. This is kind of a big topic, so I hope we can be succinct with it. But I think, Jordan, you can kind of give your input here. But just from what I've seen, as I've watched my husband pastor people, there seems to be like a a huge misconception between what legalism is and isn't. and something he's learned and he's grown in as a pastor is just pastoral theology and pastoral counseling. There's one, I think people assume if they've never counseled anyone, okay, well, let's not tell them any how to fix their life. But so much of pastoral counseling is actually getting in the word and helping someone apply that word directly to their life. Um, so, I, this is a good topic to talk about because. People are constantly pointing fingers, calling one another legalists, Pharisees. Um, So was there any other specific reason, though, that you wanted to address this, Jordan? Well, on this podcast, we talk a lot about the practical
0: applications um, of Christianity. So I want to make sure that we have a good understanding of when we say, um, you know, a Christian woman should keep a tidy house and be hospitable. I want to make sure that <clears throat> we have a good foundation of understanding that, that we're not saying that <clears throat> is a part of your salvation. Correct. So um, so yeah, I thought it may be good to talk about legalism, what it is and isn't, since we do talk so practically so often.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um. One example before we get started, I can think of, there was somebody who, I think it was in a Sunday school setting, he was saying like, oh, I just... I beat myself so up so much when I I just know that I fail as a dad and I know that that's just being legalism when I'm not providing being legalistic when I'm not providing for my family. And Brian was actually he just kind of stopped class and he was like actually that is your Christian duty. Mm-hmm. It's not legalism if you're feeling like God-given shame over something. That's not legalism. You are called to certain things. And for our podcast like you're saying, we talk about the particular vocational calls of females. Yeah. Well, do you want me to just read through these? We can kind of discuss them. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So Brian has two things legalism is. He sent these notes to me because I've just found it so helpful as he's learned about this. Um, legalism is creating a law where God has not spoken, whether directly or by good and necessary consequence. And legalism is also a false teaching that men can merit their salvation through good works or personal obedience to the law.
0: So, so what would be an example then of how this would, how this would play out
1: for you? I, I remember I've talked about this on, in different places, but I remember when we moved into our second house and it was like huge compared to the tiny condo we lived in. And I just, I got pregnant fairly close after that. And I just was really struggling to get my house set up. I was tired. I was struggling, but I was also feeling really Um, like condemned as if God was pouring out wrath on me because he was disappointed. Mm -hmm. Um, And as if something was hindering that relationship there with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I kind of realized like that in one way was a form of legalism because I was, I was believing that Jesus had not taken the full wrath Mm -hmm. for me on the cross And so I kind of needed to start like teaching the gospel to myself as I was struggling through a new season, like, yes, God's grace is here to empower me. I can do what I can do, what he's given me to do today. I don't need to let these other things though, that I'm stacking up against me. I was counting them as strikes against my salvation in a way. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, (laughs) um Before that I came, before I came down to podcast. I was talking to Jared about it. And I think that that is how legalism has practically worked itself into, has in the past worked itself in my heart as well is, um, this was specifically like in my high school years, probably being fearful of God in an unhealthy way. Uh, yes. If I didn't, if I didn't do certain things that I felt that I should do that, I felt that, yeah, that God's wrath was going to be upon me. Um, yeah. instead of, instead of feeling like a healthy conviction of like a father that will discipline me and, and help me along my right. sanctification, it was more of a, I have to do these things to keep myself on God's good side instead of yes. trusting I, I am forever right before God because of what Jesus did. Um, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's like a slight misunderstanding, but whenever you don't have it, have those things in the right place, it is, it, it's a big misunderstanding
1: in the way that it plays out in your life. Yeah, I think some of it is a difference, too, between understanding sanctification versus salvation. Yeah. Um, legalism is not teaching men to obey all that Christ commanded, to live a morally upright life, or to conform their lives to the pattern of the Bible.
0: <laughs> so it's not saying this is what God calls a woman to, to and what, yeah. what her aim and focus should be, or this is what God
1: calls a man, man to and what his aim and focus yeah. should be. I think, um, something that's been really, really helpful for me is we've, when people do come and say to Brian, like, Oh, I feel like you're being a little legalistic here. He kind of asks them how, how else would you have me live out the great commission? I'm to teach all people to, I'm going to teach the nations even to obey the Lord and be baptized, obey all that I have commanded and to be baptized. And I think this first one kind of falls under that if if you're either wondering, am I being legalistic about this? Or if you're looking at someone saying, are, you know, they're being legalistic about this. Well, are they simply teaching the nations to obey God's word? Cause yeah. that's yes. different.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mhm. Yeah, because honestly, we we need each other. We need discipleship. We need to know what it looks like um, practically to be a woman um, following what God tells her to do. And if if an older woman comes alongside you and gives you advice in that that coincides with scripture, she's not being legalistic in that. She's actually being discipling. Um, And I, I think that's something that maybe we don't have a good grasp on is what what discipleship has looked like in the past and and what it should look like now and instead we just want to think that it's legalistic if someone comes alongside us and gives us you know some piece of advice for our life Um, we want to say it's legalistic instead of helpful and discipling and sanctifying for us
1: yes that Mm -hmm. actually kind of describes the next one he says He says legalism is not teaching men the good and necessary consequences of the moral teaching of scripture. For example, a good and necessary consequence of Paul's command in Ephesians 6, 4 would include taking great care in who you employ to teach your children. Mm. Yeah. So I I think like more hashing out some of the practicals, I think that's, oh man, that that gets into some troubled water sometimes. Mm -hmm. People don't want to hear, you know, the practical details, but their truth necessitates implication of how that should be lived out.
0: Yeah. Right. And sometimes I think we want to act like scripture doesn't have, um, it, it can't be pushed into certain corners of our life because we want to keep those to ourselves instead yeah. of allowing God to transform every corner of our life and heart. Like our yep. own pride or self-preservation in a way, you know, instead of mm-hmm. letting God really transform us and his word inform
1: us and in what we should be doing. Um, okay. So the, he has two more. He says, legalism is not calling all men everywhere to repent of their sin and obey Christ. Um, I think we talked a little bit about this on our, on our podcast in regards to obedience and joy, just how like God has given us the law so that we know we're sinners and we know we need to repent. (laughs) Yeah. Um, then the last one, he says, legalism is not Teaching on subjects of wisdom. For example, teaching the wisdom of leaving an inheritance to your children's children as we see it in Proverbs. Hmm. I have noticed over the years that when people, when Christians start to reject wanting, they just don't want anyone to say, this is wise, this is unwise. That is relativism totally sneaking into the church.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like we want to ignore Proverbs altogether. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) One thing that I was thinking about for this episode is just uh gratitude and that how Mm. that plays a big role in something not being legalistic because your heart could make the difference in the same action. So you could be doing the exact same action yes for one purpose or another. So I could I could keep a clean house because I wanted to impress people that came here and I wanted to for people to think that I was really great at housekeeping and decorating and I wanted it to be for my glory Mm -hmm. and I wanted it to be about us looking like we had money or whatever whatever vain thing um, my wicked heart could come up with. So um, I could be doing that for a legalistic purpose and for a sinful purpose. So I could say this is also... God, um, tells me to keep a clean house. So if I'm not doing it, then he's going to be angry with me and, Mm -hmm. um, and okay. So I could, I could be doing it for all the wrong reasons, or Mm -hmm. I could, I could do these things and feel like it was my responsibility because God gave it to me. He was generous with me. And I'm really thankful for what God has done for me in in cleaning my sin and -hmm. um, and making me right before him. And that could be my motivation for it. So same action, um, different heart motivation in each, especially whenever we're looking at other Christians, I think it's important to know that we don't know each other's heart. So, So if a person has a different standard for something that they're doing in their life, don't call it legalism when you don't know if actually it could be gratitude that they're doing those things towards the Lord.
1: Yeah. Living uh being charitable towards your brother or sister would require you to believe the best, to believe that they're not doing it because they're just trying to impress you. Mm-hmm. You need to believe that they are doing it because they genuinely love you and they love the Lord and that's why they're doing it. Whether or not it's true, your Christian duty is not to judge that yeah. necessarily. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Um, I think. I think another area that people get really, like women specifically, get really caught up in this. Someone may genuinely have an interest in a topic that they just are interested in, and they talk about it a lot, and they're really curious about the world. That doesn't mean they're legalistic about it. It just means they have a God-given interest in the world.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, that's so good because I feel like I, I have been in, in the past, like cautious sometimes cause I'm like, Oh man, I don't want people to think I'm being legalistic about this, but I'm actually just, yeah, like, yeah. really passionate about this topic.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, or, or like we talked about, well, that episode hasn't been released yet, but you and I talked about <laughs> <laughs> another episode that may or may not be released. We don't know yet um, about like whenever God has done something in our hearts personally, it makes us really passionate to like want to share that with other people. And sometimes other people aren't on the same page. Um, like maybe God hasn't worked that in their heart yet, or maybe not to the same degree. And I think sometimes, again, we need to be charitable with one another to know, like everybody's on a different path and, um, you know, farther along or maybe not. So just being charitable to know like, okay, this this could be coming from a, a heart of just being really thankful for something that God did in them.
1: Mm-hmm. And that doesn't
0: mean that they're being legalistic and saying you have to yes. give, fill in the blank.
1: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Nancy Wilson's encouragement to minister with no strings attached.
0: Mm-hmm. So in
1: that situation, don't minister begrudgingly in a way that's, you know, you're grumpy and you just you want everyone to be mad and fired up about this too. Yeah, You need to do it in a way that's cheerful where you're freely opening your hands and your heart and you're trying to share words of wisdom Mm -hmm. soaked in scripture and just let God do with it what he will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and then John 14, 15, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Yes. Um, So also just like checking our own hearts, like, okay, why am I doing these? Why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Um, is it because I love God and I want to obey him that I want to be a shining example of what obedience can look like, that I want to transform the world around me by simple acts of obedience, because I love God, not because I'm trying mm-hmm. to earn my salvation, but because I'm very grateful for God saving me um, through yeah. the work of Christ alone. And and I want that to be lived out in every area of my life, every nook and cranny of um, my existence and uh, that just being played out in all different kinds of ways. And yeah, just like checking our heart frequently on that and making sure that yeah. it's because we love God, not yep. because of secondary reasons that can rise up.
1: Yeah. I have just a few sections from Titus too, that I want to definitely read. Mm-hmm. Um, Titus one sixteen says they profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. I think this is a huge warning in our culture to realize that Scripture has a category of people who are unwilling to pursue good works,
0: <laughs> and just the danger of that. Like, yeah, if we're, if we're Christians, we should we should have fruit of that in our life. That it should look like something. Mm-hmm. That it shouldn't be a stagnant faith, but it should be living, and and it should produce things.
1: That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a big danger among the gospel-centered movement to turn the gospel into a math equation in your head without ever having to live it out obediently. Hmm. And that's, a, so that, that's what I was thinking of when I read that verse. Yes. Um, Titus 2, 11 through 12 says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. Yeah. So grace is actually training us to do things and not just to do things in some future spiritual realm, but it says living godly lives in this present age. Again, don't just think that, you know, the kingdom is 100% spiritualized in our minds. No, God is training us to do things today, this hour before whoever he has placed in your life, you are called to do certain duties.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I also think of the scripture, he's prepared good works for you before the foundation of the earth. You know, like God has planned things for us, good things for us to be doing. And um, he has predestined them that we should walk in them. So not ignoring opportunities that we have, not because we're trying to earn our salvation, but because we know that God has prepared them for us and that's for our good and for the good
1: of those around us. And I have just one last one. Titus 2.14 says, Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us all from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think this is just another warning. Like if you are completely resisting against practical teaching, are you one of God's people? Because the people he has set apart are actually zealous for good works.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's good. Um, And I think that we shouldn't, we shouldn't be afraid of people misinterpreting good works that to the point that we mm-hmm. shy away from talking about it, or that we shy away it from admonishing one another. Um, that yeah. we should know that, like, no, you know, our good works are a part of being a Christian, and that we shouldn't be yeah. um, we shouldn't be so worried that someone will do it in the wrong way that we completely avoid yeah. talking about it all together.
1: Yeah, Brian always, because I I become very shy of things. Um, if somebody wants to come and, like, confront me about it. I don't mind the confrontation, but walking away, I often wonder, like, okay, I probably should just not say anything. And Brian's always been really encouraging to remember, like, just like you're responsible to communicate lovingly and charitably, they are also responsible to believe the best. And you can't, you can't wonder what every single person in the room is going to be thinking and how they're going to interact. You just have to live Mm -hmm. faithfully the way you're called to live faithfully.
0: Yeah. So.
1: So, Good. Well. All
0: right. Well. Well.
1: Anything oh, else you
0: have to say about legalism?
1: Um, I, I do think it's important to note, like even reformers throughout history, it was a huge deal to me when I realized that Luther was pretty uncertain that James was a book of the Bible <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> because he was so into, you know, rightfully so mm-hmm. coming out of the Reformation. He was so into the whole free grace thing that he just could not wrap his mind around the fact that James could possibly say, good works are something we need to attach, yeah. you know, to our, our salvation and our Christian calling. So just, yeah, be aware that there are, there are major divisions that influence how we think about this today. That's it. Okay. Everybody, thanks for listening
0: and we'll see you next time. Bye.